Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. I am Jill. And I am Tara. And I'm going to say it's an LA kind of day, right, Jill? It is an LA kind of day. And I am. I need to give a warning because usually our podcasts are not that explicit in terms of language. But between my potty mouth and our guest's potty mouth, we penchant for the word fuck. We, we might have an explicit warning on this one. Fair? Very fair. Um. <laughs> So we are very excited to have Caroline Baudino here, and she is um, a mom, she is a personality on Instagram, and we're going to let her tell us a little bit about her background, but we're so excited to have her here. She and I share a love of Jennifer Fisher jewelry, which is where I actually discovered her because I saw her on Jennifer Fisher's Instagram, and I immediately got sucked into a very deep black hole of actually it was a bright hole of get the fuck up out of bed and put on some fucking makeup and like get going and I just absolutely loved your energy Caroline I'm so excited to have you here so um welcome thank you so much guys I honestly I'm honored truly you know to genuinely be a mom sitting on a couch three years ago you know, really feeling like there were no more opportunities for me. You know, I had been an actress. I had, you know, had my own, you know, hosting show. And then I became a mom. And I didn't really know what that sacrifice meant until I was in it, to be brutally honest. Um, you know, I watched my parents sacrifice. You know, I watched my mom sacrifice all of herself. But I kind of thought that would never happen to me. And I thought I was so tough. And so, you know, New Yorker, I was like, I had, you know, I was like, I got my shit going on. I'm never going to, like, have a man taking care of me. And I just didn't realize how deep that goes when you do get married and you do stay home and you do want to take care of your kids, especially for me. I had kids at 38 and 40. So, you know, we had no help. It went from like the biggest, most independence to feeling like I didn't have one second to myself. I felt like I was completely sacrificing all of myself, just like volunteering at school, you know, constantly up all night, never sleeping, overweight. Um, I really just lost myself in it, to be honest with you. And all of a sudden I caught myself depending on my husband and I just, I literally one day walked past the mirror and I genuinely looked at myself and I was like, what, what happened to Caroline? I'm like, where did she go? And I was like, where's the funny, fun, full of life. I love fashion. I love getting dressed. I love having fun. I love being with my girlfriends. And I was like, what happened to you? And I was like, fuck that. I'm bringing her back. I was like, I'm bringing back the best version of me if it's the last goddamn thing I do. And I was like, I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to stop, you know, waiting for my husband to like, Tell me I can buy something. I can't buy something. You know, I hated all that. I mean, you know, my mom was controlled by money her whole life, her whole marriage. And I just knew I wanted to do something different. And that's where the Instagram started. I mean, I love that because honestly, this when I started my business, I dropped my husband off to get a vasectomy. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to start my business. And I just uh, went to two stores and I was like, I'm throwing a party. I'm a, a fashion stylist, right? So I was like, I'm just going to start. And I went to two stores. I was like, I want to have parties here. And then boom, because I'm like, I, I don't want to ask if I want, I don't want to ask to buy something, first of all, which is so annoying. Like you just so want annoying. your own thing. And also I just needed something for me. And you're right. When you're a mom and you have little ones, it is, they're so dependent on you. And also, you know, what I found is too, is that I started to realize and I started to think about what happens when they leave. I just remember, I'm like, okay, so I'm doing nothing for 18 years, as amazing as that is. And this is never to throw, you know, stay-at-home moms under the bus because I think it's the hardest, absolute hardest job. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I genuinely am. And it is one of those things I'm like, okay, so when Sawyer and Finn leave, what am I left with? What am I bringing to the table? And I watched my mom literally just chase after my dad 
for the next, you know, literally till today, they're 84 and 86, still fighting, still in the same bullshit. So I was like, okay, I need something that when my kids leave, you know, something that makes me independent. And I was like, independence doesn't mean depending on somebody else to pay for everything for you. And that you have to ask permission to me. Independence is no matter what happens, you know, you can take care of yourself. And that was really important to me. Yeah. Speaking of which, one of my favorite reels of yours is where you're sneaking in the house with like all these bags of amazing purchases. (laughs) Every time I wear the hot pink pants, my husband's like, okay, pink panther. And I'm like, I hated that feeling of like having to sneak the bags in, which we all do. You know, we joke about it, but nobody really admits the truth. I'm like, I split it on five credit cards. I've had to hide the bags or, you know, pretend like, oh, I had that. What do you mean? Like, And, you know, he's like looking at the credit card bill or telling me about a spreadsheet and a budget, which I literally was like, no hablo inglés. I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. I was like, I hate spreadsheets and budgets. So I realized I was like, okay, I I'm giving my power away here. I was like, he has full control. He can tell me what to do. I was like, no, that's not happening. So I think that was a very big trigger for me. Yeah. I mean, I can a hundred percent relate. I think, you know, what you're talking about is really empowering yourself. And I think that women, what in whatever way they want to do that, they should. And you're right. There is the end where your kids are going to go away. They're going to leave the house. And then what are you going to do with you? Right. What's going to make you happy? It's about, you know, it's, I always say to people, it's like, you've got to really dig deep. It is hard to be brutally honest with yourself. Like, you know, it is hard to look in the mirror. And I always say, look in the mirror, because I think it really tells you something about, it really tells you what you're feeling. So I was like, when I would see myself and I was a hot mess and I, and I mean that in the kindest of way, you know, you're just exhausted. You don't have time to get dressed. You're in your workout clothes all day. And you know, that feeling of, if you bump into somebody from the past, would you hide out? Would you be embarrassed? Like if you have to go like that, that's saying something about your insecurity and like what you're feeling inside. So for me, I know that when I look good, I feel good. And then I walk out the door and do good. That was just like my simple motto. Cause I think we overcomplicate it. I always say, if you're going to, you know, if you're trying to look like JLo or Kim Kardashian, yeah, like no one has five hours and a makeup artist, but if you just do you, what's the best version of you? What is that person? Like when you looked your best and you felt your best and you were smiling, what does that look like? Look like that. Try to try to achieve that daily, try to dig deep. And it doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It's one step at a time keep it really simple. Even if it's just five minutes at a time, you know, if it's just do your makeup, then maybe add in the workout, add in the, you know, a little time with your friends or a meditation or just, I always say the happy tools. Cause I think we all have tools that we can tap into that, you know, just take that negative energy and turn it into positive. And you have to figure out what those happy tools are for you. And that's where so the honesty comes in. What was your first step when you realized that you needed to do this for you? What was the first thing that you did? You know what I first, the first thing I honestly did was I started, um, my two best friends, Andrea and Pam, they were playing tennis once a week, you know, and they had, you know, help. And I was like, okay, I looked and I was like, God, I always, and I remember thinking to myself, I was like, wait, I love tennis. I used to teach tennis. Like, why have I never played tennis in 10 years? Like just something as simple and dumb. Like I was like, I kind of sound like a douche, but I was like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I kind of want to take up tennis again. You know what I mean? And John's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, okay, once a week, I'm going to go out. You have to deal. You got to figure it out. I was like, I didn't get married to like be your slave. I didn't get married to like literally just you have your coffee and you look fabulous sitting in your chair chatting on the phone. And I'm literally running around, having a sip of coffee, (laughs) half my fucking pajama. My hair was like this, trying to get to school. And I was like, I need one hour a day for me. I I just, I need to feel good. I just need something to like get me out of my head. I want to see my friends. So I realized I was like, okay, I get a two for one. If I play tennis and I see my friends, it's kind of a therapy session. We laugh, we have a good time. And I started to work on something that I really used to love. 
So John was like, all right, you know, do tennis once a week, whatever. I started doing that. And it was interesting, the buildup, I started getting better and I started playing and I started playing then twice a week. And then I was like having these great conversations with them. And we started opening up more because we were spending more time together as a mom. You know, you can never even talk. You're like running around with your kids. And I started to get better. And I remember being like, when the fuck did I stop playing tennis? I was like, I loved, I was like, I'm fucking good. Like, what was I, th-? and I was, I was like getting this confidence a little bit. And then I was like, okay, I'm adding in something else. Like, I was like, I'm adding on. Like, I was like, and then I started the workouts. You know what I mean? I started to really work out. So I was like, I felt so good. I started to lose weight. And I'm like, okay, why wasn't I doing this? I'm crazy. And little by little, John got screwed because then I was like, every morning, I'm like, listen, buddy, you got to get the fuck up and you're helping me. So I was like, we got married so that we both live out our dreams. This isn't about you living your best life. This is about us living our best life. And that's genuinely how it started. It was as simple as that tennis lesson. And just reminding myself, I used to love it. When did I stop doing things that I love? And that's where I was like, as simple as just one tennis lesson. Love that. I love that. It's, you just need to take one little step. Just take one, one thing. Like I was listening to somebody who said, if you just do one thing for two minutes, you can only do it for two minutes, you will get to the next thing. Like you have to just take that step. It's just amazing how empowering it is when you actually just do it and you kind of feel good. It becomes, I said, just as addicted as we get to all the bad shit, we get addicted to the good too. I was like, I now I'm like addicted to working out. I'm addicted to feeling good. I'm like, I don't want to like drink, you know, listen, I love my wine and all that, but I'm like, I like waking up with energy. I like, like, it's different when you get addicted to the good stuff, you can't go back. You start to like really crave it and that happiness and that good feeling. And I think too, like, you know, with people and clothing, like when you start to feel good and start to fit in things that you want to wear that actually make you feel good, like that all around, you're like a good package for yourself, you know? I mean, imagine when, like when I, I remember looking in the mirror, right? When you look like shit and you haven't shot, let's say in the morning, you get up, whatever. And you're kind of like, you, you look and you're kind of like, oh God. Okay. You know what I mean? You're like, oh God. All right. And then you start to think the negative shit starts to happen. You're like, oh God, I got to lose weight. Oh God. I look, oh God, look at the melasma. Oh, the grays. You know what I mean? And that negative head, it's like simple as those stupid words that you're saying to yourself. That's still negative talk. It does affect your perspective. It just does. It puts you in a mood. It doesn't like put you in a great mood. It's not your best self. You kind of walk out, you're a little down, you're a little depressed, you're a little moody. You can be a little bitchier. You're not as nice to everybody. That's what I mean by walking out. You don't do as well. And I know that like when I shower, I get dressed, I look good. I put a cute outfit on. It can be as simple as, a, I mean, literally I'm wearing a black tank and a black pair of baggy pants. That's it. And a pair of hoops. I look in the mirror and I'm literally like, fuck yeah, let's go. I'm on it. Like I'm ready to see anybody. Like let's, who's got me? Do you know what I mean? And it is, a, and it puts that pep in your step and it motivates you to want to do the next good thing. I yeah. genuinely believe how you look affects how you feel. I really do. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. So I have to say, I love I love following you on Instagram because I know at any point during the day, if I'm having a low moment, I can click on there and there's going to be a like, get the fuck up and get moving. We but I have to ask million you, people. It's so funny. At some point in the 24 hours, there's definitely like three or four screens of that. hundred um, <laughs> percent. But you know what's funny is it's the repetition. I think people forget in psychology, which I studied psych in, in college is that it takes seven to 10 rep, you know, you have to, the repetition is what ingrains it in your, in your head. Like, you know, you're teaching a course, you have to repeat it seven to 10 times for it to actually click. So I always say it's that repetitive in the mirror every day, as stupid and as simple as it is, you know, what's stupid is like not looking in the mirror and not giving yourself the compliment. I'm always like, why are we so insecure to just look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I want to feel good today. I want to be happy. Like you're beautiful. You're strong. You're capable. You can do hard things. Those positive words stick. If you say yeah. them every day, the same way if you say you're fat, you're ugly, you can't do anything, that's going to stick. 
So I'm yeah, really so about that positive thinking. What do you do? So do you ever have days when, when you just cannot get it up? When you yes. are literally like, I cannot do it. Genuinely last weekend, there was a, like on, on Sunday, I was like, okay, I really got up. I, you know, very fortunately, you know, I have incredible community. That's the one thing that this Instagram has brought is this incredible community, this crew of women. It is hundreds of DMs a day that I literally respond to every single goddamn one. I don't understand why people don't receive. This is like, you have the time to write to me. I have the time to respond. And there is an incredible community that I've heard people's entire life stories for the last four years that are I mean, I have husbands who write to me and thank me for bringing their wives back. They're like, she's getting dressed again. She's putting her makeup on. Like she's smiling. She's seeing her friends. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like when did we stop being happy? I never understood that. So for me, it was just so important to bring real back because I think this illusion of perfection, this illusion of that, you know, living up to the Joneses, you know, chasing power, chasing fame, chasing, you know, money at the end of the day it's all an illusion because you really never know what's going on in anybody's life. Everyone lies. That's the truth. Everyone, well, you know, no one tells you their credit card bill. So right. it's like, you know what I mean? You're kind of well, living and, up to a lie. You know, just being on Instagram is, you know, I, like I'm a big proponent of telling my story. I have a backstory of what I went through because I think that you can see all these pictures and it looks so perfect and I'm wearing blah, blah, blah. And I'm working with, but like, there's a story of how I got there. And it's hundred percent. And like what I think people, especially younger people need to know that they need to know they only see what they see. Right. So there's absolutely. It's the highlight reel. And, and it's true. Yeah. Like I see it. I do it sometimes. Like you can be like, oh my God, it really looks so beautiful. You know what I mean? You can get caught up, but there are days that, yeah, like, you know, the amount of influx of, you know, some really hard stories, you know, really wanting to help everyone is hard and hearing, you know, you're hearing a lot of, you know, about divorces and children with can't, you know, and everybody's asking for help and help, you know, and there are moments that you're like, I can't handle anymore. Like I am so stressed and I'm so anxious. Like I want to help everybody and you can't. So there are days where you're like, I'm giving up, this is brutal or Instagram has glitches and things. And you're just like, you know, you're working your ass off and it's just so hard. And you're like, oh my God. But then out of nowhere, the most incredible DM will come in or like the most incredible reminder. And you just remember what your purpose is. And the purpose really is to spread love and joy and to try to keep reminding moms and women that you're important too, and that your happiness is important too. You know, like you, that, that light, you are the lifeline. I think women forget, I constantly say this, that children believe in unicorns because they see a real live one walking around their house every fucking day doing everything for them. And it's us. And it's like, why aren't we considered the queens? Like, forget the king of the house. Where are the queens of the house? Like we manage everything. And it's hard and trying to like, that's what keeps me motivated. I said, it's that is those empowering messages of thank you for changing my life or thank you for help. Or I got the job that I never would have applied for. Or now I make more than my husband, have three kids. And I'm like, fuck yeah. It's just so incredible. All these moms starting business, like the pandemic. I have like at least a hundred businesses that were started by moms that I like my husband and I would cry from these, the incredible power of women supporting women. No one understands. Women tear each other down. I will never understand it. But I said, you know, what you asked before, how do you handle it? I said, I'm very lucky that I come home. And no matter what I've heard that day, no matter what I've read that day, I feel very fortunate that I have a very happy home. I'm really lucky. My parents were very unhappy. I'm very open about my upbringing because everyone thought it was perfect because my dad was president of Univision and we had the cars, the limos, the duh. And my parents were literally screaming, crying every single night. My dad was cheating all the time. He was always, you know, we never knew when he was going to come home, not come home. It was brutal and nobody knew. And I was like, you know what? I'm so fortunate to come home to a really peaceful, 
calm home that that's where I recharge. So I can hear all of this. I can take it all in. And then I need a day. Sometimes I take my one or two days a week that I'm like, I shut off and I just recharge because it is hard. We're not always, yeah, we're not always going to be motivated. And those days I generally say, sometimes I say, just get through the next hour, just one more hour, get through that one hour. Sometimes it's fucking five minutes, just get to the five minutes. Cause then once you accomplish it, your brain is like, okay, I did it. So that's really is, it is hard. It's not easy for all of us to get up and get dressed, but I genuinely know how good I feel after. So it's like everything else that workout, you know, when you start losing the weight, it feels so good that you can't stop. So I literally, no matter how I feel, I will shower, put my makeup on the pandemic. I was in like glitter pants. I mean, people thought I was <laughs> insane in the pandemic. Everybody was yelling at me that I was dressed, that I was crazy, that they were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, listen, I'm going to walk out of the pandemic looking better than ever and feeling my best. I was like, you're going to be a complete shit show. So good luck to you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I was like, I'm not going to walk out of here 10 pounds heavy, miserable, depressed. I was like, I'm going to walk out of here and literally kick off running. So well, I yeah, think it's you know I love that because there, because now we're, we're coming out, which we're pretty much out, but people yeah. are now, you know, whether they've gained a lot of weight and now they're in this place of, oh, I have to, you know, it's like self-deprecating in a sense of totally. like, yeah. It's so like you completely torture yourself. And for what reason? It's like, what's wrong with getting dressed? What is wrong? Like, why is that diva? Why are you a bitch? Because you want to look good. I have never understood that. I'm like, it is self-respect. How you present yourself to me really says something about you. Just the way your car does, your house does, your friends do. It's like, so, so does how you look because it is a mental game. Success is a mental game. And how you look in the mirror, what you see, you should love what you see and the actual life you're living, not all the bullshit that you're watching on Instagram. Genuinely. Like I am so sick of the bullshit. <laughs> For sure. So uh, Caroline, we are so excited to have been able to talk to you today. Tell us, you have a good friend who's going through something difficult. Tell us how people can support your friend. Well, I just want to say to both of you, Jill, like, thank you for giving me a minute to say this, because as we grow up, I said that, you know, if women don't support each other, if friends don't help each other out, I say the truest of friendships are the ones that not only are there no matter what in the hard times, but also cheer you on the loudest when you're ha when you're successful. Those are your real people, the ones who cheer you on when you're really successful. I truly believe that. And this is my best friend since high school, who has literally my entire life said, "You're so smart. You need to do more. You're going to be a star. Like you got to do this. Like you, you know, always pushing me to be the best version of myself." And unfortunately, her son has been diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma 18 months ago, and he's eight years. He was seven years old. He is eight years. He just turned eight. He was in remission for one month. And unfortunately, it is back full force. And time is of the essence right now because, you know, when it's somebody you've grown up with your entire life, who knows your family, knows your drama, who's really been there for a very long time, um, I think it's, it is the greatest lesson that your life can change. That's why I always say enjoy and live every goddamn day to the fullest. You have no idea when that one phone call may come in that changes your life completely. And their lives have been turned completely upside down. And Eli's filing, you know, fighting for his life. Um, and we are asking for all donations, if possible. We're raising awareness for the Little Warrior Foundation. They are an incredible foundation by a couple who is fighting this for their daughter. Every single penny goes back to this trial that we're trying to get Eli in that might be his one and only hope. Um, we live with hope. She doesn't like to say... You know, we can't, we say only positive things, but it is very scary what's going on right now. And so any support, any acknowledgement, any follow, any awareness to this, this, you know, foundation would be greatly appreciated more than anybody would ever know. It's your parents' worst nightmare. 
Absolutely. And as a mom, and I know, you know, we, I know we all understand as, as mothers, we will never, ever stop fighting for our kids. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So, Thank you guys. Yes. And we're thrilled that you joined us today and hopefully you and I will see each other in LA. We are seeing each other in LA. We're getting drunk. Get ready. <laughs> I'm going to be jealous. I'll follow on Instagram. You better come visit you. too. You better come can- visit too. And you can find Caroline at shop Caroline Baudina, B-A-U-D-I-N-O. And you definitely have to follow because it's so fun watching her. And it's I'm, I got sucked into so many unprofessional makeup routines <laughs> that I can't even. And I, I'm obsessed with the la, the mascara, the ro- rocket, whatever. It's, it's not the, ma- really the most good. amazing. But it's like, you know, what's fun is I try to keep it fun and just reminding you like to have fun and to live your life and to not take yourself so seriously and just, you know, tap into the best version of you daily if you can. I'm like, you know, just bring her back. She's in there. She's just bogged down with responsibility and stress and anxiety and depression because menopause hits and it's another ball game. Let me tell you, the hot sweats are brutal and it really changes. It really changes you. Honestly, it's kind of scary. So it's about constantly tapping into that best version of you because she's in there and she deserves to be happy too. So I always just want to remind women and moms, you are supposed to be happy too. So thank you for letting me spread that message. I just want to keep spreading authenticity, real and, you know, women feeling their best. Awesome. Well, thank you. I, I got to go because I got to get the fuck up and get out of bed and put some makeup guys, on and get dressed. Get dressed. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time and having me on. I'm truly honored to be on with you guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda shorts, jean shorts, short shorts, boy shorts, tennis shorts, cargo shorts, pleated shorts, running shorts, board shorts.